Hello and welcome to MacPreneur, the show that explores how entrepreneurs from all around the world run their business on Apple Gear. My name is Damien Schroers and here we go for episode 15. you and where are you calling from? Hi Damien, I'm Michelle Hofer and I'm calling from South Dakota in the United States. Welcome to the show Michelle. Thank you. It's fun to, to have you uh, to talk to you again since uh, last time we saw each other. Yeah, almost a year ago. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been in the US a couple of times but I've never never been to Dakota so... Oh you got to come sometime. It's <laughs> yeah. beautiful out here. <laughs> Yeah. So for the MacPreneur listeners, could you tell them what you do and uh, how you became a, an entrepreneur? Um, I work as a full-time artist. Uh, mostly I do painting and I do some textile pieces. I uh, got started in my studio business uh, in 2015. Before that, uh, I was in art education for a number of years and Um, so I'm, so I'm feeling kind of new to this and it's the art part is easy. The business part is not so much fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's same for me. I, I had this entrepreneurial spirit or the idea of uh, having my own business for, for a while, <laughs> but to really putting it in action and starting the business and uh, all the other aspects is really something that yeah, you need you need to do it to to realize how deep and how how large the the expertise is needed huh? I have a I'm married to a businessman and so that's very handy he helps me with all my taxes and other forms that I have to fill out so I'm I'm very grateful for that I I don't know if I would be doing so well without him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish I had a cheat sheet <laughs> on, on entrepreneurship. <laughs> well, we we both uh, are following uh, Sean McCabe, and uh, I must say that uh, Sean, the Sean West podcast and uh, the Sean West community uh, have been a great help in uh, yeah in starting uh, the business and having some accountability and and being able also to speak to fellow entrepreneurs. Yeah, that's been great for me. Really, really helpful that I found that place and and um, excellent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so which Apple devices are you using right now? I am making good use of both my iPhone and my iPad. Um, I just got a pair of AirPods uh, last winter and I'm just loving these. They work great. Uh, that's pretty much my Apple devices. Um, but a lot of use every day on them and for my business, definitely. So for, for the art part, could you explain a little bit to the listener what's, what's your workflow or what's your process using uh, your devices? So I'm, I'm currently challenging myself to post to social media every day what I'm working on. And so I'm utilizing my camera on my iPhone to take shots of my pictures or the process, that kind of thing. Um, sometimes I'll make short video clips too. Um, and then I'm writing captions and uploading all of that to Instagram and Facebook. Um, 
Yeah, and that takes some time. I, I always have to figure in the, the time that's going to be needed to uh, do the daily post work. Yeah. And the iPad? How are you using the iPad? My iPad, I'd also do a fair amount of both speaking and writing. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of using my iPad as a laptop these days. So I've got a, a keyboard case, a Logitech keyboard case. And uh, basically because of Dropbox and things like that, um, the writing app I use is Scrivener and keeps great track of all of my um, documents and different things that I'm writing on different projects. And then that all syncs with my desktop, which is not an Apple computer. Um, I have a PC that is provided by my um, by the family business because I work as their web designer. And so I kind of have to kind of have to, you know, uh, straddle the the gap between PC and Apple. And I'm really pleased with how much Apple plays well with the PC and how much I can do that kind of sync work and stuff. So I'm using my iPad for writing a lot. I also do a ton of research. It's great for when I'm um, looking for images for inspiration on whether that's online or on Pinterest. Uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, some of what I do there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for how long have you been uh, using Apple devices? You know, I remember getting an, getting a, a, a Mac laptop when I got out of college and I used that until it basically crashed. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then because the schools I was working in didn't didn't have Apple products, I moved to PC devices. And at some point I got myself a little iPod mm -hmm. because music is such an important part of my daily life. And really as an artist, I'm constantly listening to music, it inspires me, it, it motivates me. And so I got this little iPod. And then when it was time for me to get a new phone, I was looking at the at the new iPhones that had just come out and thought, you know, that could be kind of cool, because I could put all my music on that phone. And I think that might have been one of the first um, devices that had that kind of capability. I don't know if there were other phones at the time. But I just remember Apple really promoting that. And That was one of the things that that got me onto Apple. And uh, I at, at times I, I think about getting a laptop and but the iPad just does so much that I I don't know that I that I need the Mac. Maybe I do. You can convince me, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I <laughs> but um, and so uh, why what do you like the most? Than about um, using Apple products, your iPhone or your iPad or, or both? Well, I think they're super simple and intuitive to use. I I feel like navigating around and stuff is pretty easy. I I, I also live with a with my husband who is an Android user and I cannot operate his phone. I don't understand how it works. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not very I consider myself pretty low tech as far as being savvy with with equipment and, and apps and things like that. And so I just feel like Apple makes me feel at home and it makes me feel comfortable to use. Um, and it takes a little bit of the fear away of that. Um, my children are by far 
way ahead of me in terms of being able to use their devices and get the most out of them. But for someone that has a little bit of hesitancy about technology, I feel like Apple does a great job at making that easy mm -hmm. for us. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the strengths of, uh, of Apple. It, they, they bring to market devices or and even operating systems that are very intuitive and easy to use. Yet at the same time, there is a lot of power behind it. So if you want to dig into the settings and if you find the right apps and so on, you can do a lot. Now, to be honest, I've, I've been a little, I've spent uh, two years in the Android camp so, so that I, okay. I wanted to have a, a feeling. Uh, I had an iPhone uh, 4 and then after the iPhone 4, I switched, switched to a, a Samsung a Galaxy uh, S4. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have a feel and I, I, I realized that with Android, you can do maybe more customization. So th there are things that you cannot do on an iPhone that you can do with an Android device. But um, as the saying goes, with great power comes great responsibilities. <laughs> and uh, I believe that fr from a security standpoint, it's much more difficult to, to secure and to lock down a, an Android device. Sure. And um, what I see also in the, in the Android ecosystem is that most phone manufacturers, they just want to sell phones and they don't care really about uh, uh, upgrading the operating system or putting, uh, adding some security updates and so on. And so that's what I like the most about Apple is that usually when you buy a device, I think you can get at least four to five uh, years of life out of it because they will, they will continue supporting it for, for that amount of time. We kind of have a, a hand-me-down system going here in our household mm -hmm. where my daughters are getting my old devices and using them as iPods. And uh, that's working good because you're right, they last forever. And so um, every time I get a new device, they just get my old one, they, which actually excites them quite a bit. They get pretty excited about getting, getting an old <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> uh, and I always, I always laugh when my husband has to upgrade his phone and not everything transfers all of his information. I, that is so sweet about Apple. If you, uh, you know, back up your phone to iTunes and you get a new device, it's just 15 minutes and everything is on there that you had. All your apps are in place at that. That amazes me because that is. That's wonderful, especially for a non-techie like me. I, I don't have to learn a new phone. I just see all the same stuff I had on the old one, and it's great. Yeah, and uh, Apple even created an Android app. So there is an Android app that this is uh, moved to iOS. So to help uh, people uh, switch from, sure. uh, from Android to iPhone. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I've had the occasion of one. <laughs> Uh, helping one one of my customer with that uh, that system that it's nice. yeah it's uh, it's really it's really nice the other app that they have on the android store is the apple music app hmm. so i'm i'm still using my my old uh, samsung my my old android phone uh in my business for two reasons so i can listen to uh, apple music and the the, the second thing it's actually something i cannot do with my iphone 
but uh, on that Android uh, on Android there there are apps for uh, Wi-Fi signal coverage uh, scanning. So with the with my Android phone, I can go to a customer and really know okay, these are all the Wi-Fi hotspots in the house sure. around the house and and this is unfortunately something that I cannot do um, with my iPhone. Yeah. So talking about iPhone, on, so on your iPhone then, um, which couple of apps, uh, three, four, five apps, do you use the most? Um, yeah, for your for your business or for your art. Um, I'm using the camera, and like I said, I'm taking photos of my work every day, and um, then I'm also editing those photos right in the camera app. Um, generally I don't, I haven't been going out to another app to do photo editing. Um, I feel like I can do what I want and get the photos the way I want them there just in the Apple camera app. Um, so I'm using that and I do have some questions about that app. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to talk about that. And then I'm using notes. That's seems to be the easiest way for me to keep track of well, if you know anything about Instagram, hashtags are a big deal on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so to keep track of what hashtags I've been using, I keep those in notes. And then when I write my caption for the day, I just hook on those those um, hashtags and then put everything over into Instagram. And so probably between the camera, the notes and Instagram, those are probably my top three. But then, like I said, I'm also using some music apps. So I'm toggling between Apple Music and Spotify. That's probably the, the app that is open the most, Those the, my music apps during the day. I just, yeah, like I said, I got to have my music on. I'm, I'm working at home, so I'm by myself all day. And uh, although I do, I do throw in podcasts here and there, too. And um, on your iPad, so you uh, you mentioned um, a writing app, right? So I I use uh, it's kind of a it's an app, but then I also have the software loaded onto my PC computer. It's called Scrivener, mm. and it's it's kind of a fancy program that's meant for writers. But I just I love the way it helps me organize all of my writing. So if I'm doing um, a series of speeches or a blog series, um, just even even my emails and personal reflections. I just keep everything in Scrivener and can um, just access that. And I love that it's easy to sync it up with my PC. So then when I want to go to my PC and work on stuff there, it's all there for me. Um, yeah, that's a great, that's been a great system since I started using that. Yeah, one I I guess let's see. Oh, and then like I said, I was doing I do a lot of research on my iPad. So even in the evenings when I have a little bit of downtime, I might be um, looking looking for images on Google or on Pinterest for inspiration and information. So doing a lot of that. I do have. Um, a GoPro mounted above the project table where I do larger pieces in my studio, uh, especially textile work. And I have the GoPro apps then on my iPad so that my camera hangs quite a bit. I can't really reach my camera from the floor. I got to get a ladder out to get up there. Um, 
but I can control it from my iPad. And I like that a lot. And the pictures and images all show up on my iPad so I can see exactly what the camera's all doing. Um, I've shot some video that way too. I need to learn how to edit video because I haven't uploaded those onto my website yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm getting there, baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually Go GoPro is, uh, has also a video editing app that is for both iPhone and iPad. It's called Quick. Right. Uh, Q-U-I-K. -I, I don't know if you've tried it already. I've, I've played around in it a little bit. I haven't given it enough time to really feel like, oh, okay, I've got a video here that's ready to go up. So mm -hmm. they're sitting there waiting for me to get around to them at some point. Well, it's, it's a great app because it's very easy to use, but it's, it's really meant for family videos or sport events or I don't know trips or something like that I don't know if it will help you for your kind of uh, kind of video that you do but I think it's it's worth uh, looking at it what is really great is that it automatically matches the the music to the the video part and sure. it will actually uh, so in some cases it will speed up the video so that there is a, when there is a transition on the video it matches the transition in in the the soundtrack nice so that's uh, that's a great uh, thing and um, and then iMovie iMovie on on iPad is a, is a pleasure to use and uh, i've done a, a couple of um, so my my daughter uh, was going into um, school trips and i was uh, accompanying them and so for the last school trip i did uh, everything I think I did everything on my iPhone. So I started with Quick. I did uh, the most of the video in, in the Quick app. And then uh, I used iMovie to add uh, a bunch of things at the beginning and at the end. And with the just those two apps, Quick and iMovie, on my iPhone, I released a, a nice, uh, nice video yeah. for, for the other parents. Yeah, definitely something I, I want to work more with and keep going on. Do you have an Apple Watch? I don't, but I'm getting pretty close to getting one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a, a, a fitness band and I've been, it's, I'm, it's actually already phased out, meaning the company is out of business. Um, the app that they produced, they're not, they're not, um, maintaining any servers. So you don't really have saved information. It just logs every day what I'm doing. Um, and basically when it dies, I've, I've been looking at what my options are as far as replacing that. And I think the Apple Watch might be a really great option for me um, that way, just because, well, it, I can not only do the fitness tracking and the sleep tracking there, but also have all the other um, fun stuff that goes with an Apple Watch. Yeah. Well, it's um, it's a great way as well to to remove distractions because it's a way to untether tether yourself from the phone because you you need a little bit less to have access to your phone and so that's what I find uh, the most uh, really the most useful part of of the Apple Watch is I don't need to look so often uh, at my phone. Sure, you're still getting your messages or or things like that, but you're not being tempted to open up apps and waste so much time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
and also I, I I chose which notifications appear on the watch, so it's really the bare minimum. It's my wife's text messages and so on. And sure. Um, and so that already doing that, you limit the the amount of distraction. Now, if the phone is in the same in the same room, and and you you kept uh, all the notifications for everything, and uh, so. I already had, a, I think, a good system with my phone where it's always uh, uh, muted. It's, it's muted all the time. My phone is is never un- unmuted, so I I already had a good system. But I realized that whenever I was try doing something on the phone, inevitably there was something else <laughs> that I would do, and then I would would look at my phone and said, "What? Where did those twenty minutes go?" <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> and I must say that uh, yeah, with um, with the watch, you you can do stuff, and uh, you don't feel so much the need to do to to use the phone. Oh, it's good to know. So there is a section in the podcast that's called the haha moment. What did you discover recently? A tip, a trick, or something that you wished? Uh, you knew before. Okay, this is maybe really silly, and people will laugh at me. But I learned the you know shake your phone and you and the little undo mm-hmm. uh, pops up, and you can undo what you just did. That has saved my life because I I do a lot of things. I screw up a lot of stuff, and when I figured out that that you could shake it and then be able to undo what just happened, oh man, that has saved me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it works on the iPad too, so I was I was really impressed with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that slipped by me. I just did not know that that was a feature. That, that's that's something that few of my customers realize uh, as well. It's uh, each time that I mentioned that that trick, they was like, "Is it possible to do that?" <laughs> and uh, <laughs> these little touches uh, in in the interface, it's always a good surprise. I think I discovered it because I probably was dropping dropped my phone because I do that a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so the, the next part is uh, is about some improvements. So you were mentioning yeah about uh, so things about photo editing uh, earlier. So what is something that you'd like to to have some some help on or? Um, so I I often am taking my photos of artwork in the same location around the same time of day in natural light. And when I need to edit, you know, I always need to adjust the cast a little bit. And I also need to adjust contrast. And then sometimes either the exposure or the brightness. But a lot of times I feel like I'm doing that exact same adjustments or series of adjustments every time. And so I, I know in other apps that it's possible to have those things kind of your settings saved. Do you know of any way that you can do that just with the camera on an Apple device? No, not with the native camera app or the photos app. I don't know a way to do that. You, you need a third party. You need another app to do that. Um, do you use um, Lightroom Creative Cloud? Yes, I do. I don't have that on my phone. I use it on my iPad, but um, if that's a possibility. But do you have it on your PC? Yes, of course, yeah. Because it's possible to synchronize presets 
between the desktop version and the mobile version of Lightroom uh, Creative Cloud. Oh, okay. So if you if you define the presets on the PC, okay, sure. Then uh, you can synchronize them with uh, Lightroom CC on your phone. So you need you will need to download the, the app on your phone, but you you will be able to reuse the same presets. You you can not do the other way around. You cannot uh, create presets or on the phone. Okay. But those that are created on the either on the PC or on the Mac can be synchronized to to the mobile version. I will put a, a link in the show notes. Oh yeah, that's that's good. That's good. I I use I tend to use Lightroom. Like if I've gone on a trip or something, you know, and I've got a whole batch of photos, then I'll just you know upload them to the PC and then edit the whole batch. And you're right. That's great because you can just edit your entire batch with those same presets real easily and quickly. Um, yeah. Good to know. Excellent tip, Damien. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I did a little bit of research before, before the show and because I, I'm not a photo specialist. So <laughs> but nice. I, I realized for, for people who do not have uh, Lightroom CC, there is another app uh, called Visco, uh, V-S-C-O. Um, with this, this application, whenever you do some edits to a picture, you can copy-paste the edits. So you copy the edits from one picture. So everything you have done to a picture, you copy that, and then you manually paste it onto another picture, and it will apply all the same edits. So, yeah. So, so you, need, you will need to, to keep a bank maybe of two, three pictures with different kinds of edits that you do and then copy paste from the right one. That's an, another solution that I found, f but for people who, who don't have a PC or a Mac or something like that. Yeah, and then my other question was, so I, I'm taking photos of, oh, they're, they're paintings that are about the size of a sheet of paper. And so when you get close enough with your iPhone, you're gonna get some distortion. So it kind of bends, bends the image and I know like when I go to my PC, I can edit that, you know, fix that, correct that real easily. Do you know of an app that does that kind of correction for iPhone images? Yes, yeah, so I found an, an application is SKRWT uh, for iPhone. It, it hasn't been updated for a year now, so I'm not sure how well the app will be maintained. It, and this one costs uh, $2.5 or something like that. But it's it's uh, it is capable of uh, really removing the the distortions, whether when you take a a building from far away or some thing, things like that. So I, I, it's something I would uh, I would investigate in your case. Good, good. I'll look into that. How how much would you encourage me to upgrade my iPhone eight to an iPhone ten or the eight S just for the camera capabilities? So you have the eight. I have the eight. And I know, I know that the that it the iPhone or the the nicer camera on the 10 and the 8s, you know, you can get the really nice portrait photos and things like that. Um, I'm not sure if it if it is a larger are there larger file sizes at all with those, or is it about the same? No, it's it's the it's the same resolution, but the fact that you have uh, two lenses. Mm -hmm. You have, uh, with the second lens, you get a, a 2x zoom, which is uh, which is not numerical, which is optical. So you have 2x optical zoom. And because you have two lenses, 
that's how you can get uh, depth of field uh, calculation yeah. evaluation and they, they can do the portrait uh, mode kind of uh, pictures um, yeah that would be uh, going to the to the 8 plus or the, the iPhone 10 now the 8 is uh, is already a great a great device huh? well and I I would just be thinking about could I take better photos of my work, but maybe for that kind of thing, it's not really going to improve a whole lot for. No, no, for, for your work. Well, unless, unless you, you don't take, you wouldn't take close up uh, shots from your hard work. So you would maybe put a painting somewhere where behind there would be like some flowers or and you would like to have this uh, nice uh, bokeh effect. Sure, yeah. Where behind your your painting, there would be, yeah, something uh, that that would be blurry and so on. That would yeah. maybe. Yeah. Then yes, it would make sense to go with the eight plus or the the iPhone ten. Okay. Now, <laughs> so we're recording that on the sixth of September, <laughs> in a week. Apple will announce the, the next <laughs> iteration of the of the iPhone. So we'll see. Uh, it will be a surprise also for the name. I don't know. I don't know how they get. They will get out of that uh, conundrum of of having an eight, not a nine, and a ten. And <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be uh, interesting to watch from a marketing perspective. How, how will they? How will they do that? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, then at that at that time, with upgrading to a new device that would be the successor of the 10 with a dual lens uh, camera, that maybe that would yeah that would make sense. Personally, I like it I like it a lot when taking pictures uh, from my children. It's yeah. uh, it's it's always a, a it's it's a better effect. It's uh, yeah, there we there, there is a big um, there is a big fair uh, now in Luxembourg with um i don't know merry-go-rounds and we would call that a carnival <laughs> ah, okay carnival <laughs> and um and so it's yeah you you always t take better pictures in these kinds of events uh with the with the portrait mode uh, capability yeah yeah so apart from the phone that uh, yeah maybe for the for the camera do you have any plan to to upgrade your iPad? Uh, right now, it's kind of doing its job, um, and like you said, they just they last so long, and they they're such good devices. Um, I don't have any plans to upgrade that until I maybe need to, I guess. Yeah. So, which model again did you take for the iPad? Uh, that's a good question. I I don't have a mini. I have the regular size. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's probably a two. Mm -hmm. Would you be tempted by having support for the Apple Pencil? Is it something that you you thought about already? Or I haven't I haven't dabbled with anything like that for a number of years. Um, I can remember doing doing a little bit of that at one point in my life. Yeah, that's that hasn't been of in, of interest to me. But I've heard a lot of a lot of other artists. Uh, are really liking it, and I've heard you can get really great screen um, screen films that give the texture of paper, so it really feels like you're drawing or working on actual art surfaces. 
Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe at some point I will, I will want to get into that at this point. Yeah. I, I'm content with what I have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, if, if it's a second or third generation iPad, it's, uh, getting long in the tooth as we, as we say, you, you will feel the, the difference in terms of speed and uh, reactivity with a newer version of the iPad. So now they are at the sixth generation iPad. Okay. And it is the, the, it's the first non-pro iPad that is compatible with Apple Pencil. So for sub 400 uh, euro, I don't know in dollars, uh, how much it has been priced. But for us in, uh, in Europe, for less than 400 euro, we get a tablet, uh, an iPad, which is Apple Pencil compatible. And uh, I went to the to an Apple shop. Uh, well, it's not a, it's an Apple official uh, reseller. And they had both the, the 9.7 inch, the sixth generation and the 10 inch, 10.5 uh, inch iPad Pro side by side. I tried both of them with the Apple Pencil. And yes, there was a difference like the iPad Pro was a bit better with the, the uh -huh. with the lag, much less lag with the Apple Pencil, but the difference was very, very small. Hmm. And so I think for, yeah, I don't know for you, but for me, which I'm not an artist, <laughs> I think if it's just for writing stuff, it will be perfectly fine. Now, it depends, yes, uh, if the lag of really between the tip of the Apple Pencil and, and what you see happening on the screen, if, if that's too too big, then it might might not be. Uh, but the, the price point is is really affordable. Uh, today. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So uh, what's next then uh, for you and uh, your business? Well, I'm working, I'm working right now um, at sales. And I've been going to some fairs or festivals and doing little pop-up booths. And that, that's been good. That's been good. I, and I'm using my iPhone there with uh, Square. Do you know about Square for yes. processing credit cards? Um, that's great. I love that. And also I've had a few sales um, people inquiring through my website from uh, internationally. And so with Square, I can also just take their credit card number and ship them their goods. Um, and that's making, I think that was a big, that was a big, uh, a big question mark for me was how am I going to, what if somebody internationally wants to buy something? Well, that really wasn't a problem with Square. I just, I just took their credit card over the phone and processed it and shipped it and it's great. It's great. So I'm looking to do more of that. I'm trying to, I'm moving in the direction of an online shop too. I haven't gotten quite there, but um, those things are all coming. They're in the works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's um, a nice service that I mentioned in, um, in episode 13 called uh, Stripe. Mm-hmm. It's uh, really the, it's the Dropbox of uh, payment processing. 
and it integrates with a lot of uh, different websites and so technology, so Squarespace, uh, WooCommerce, uh, WordPress, and so on. So th yeah, that that could be an option because if you can hook up Stripe on your website, then people can actually enter their credit card information immediately yes. on the website. That they don't need to give you the information right. on the phone, which is a yeah. bit uh, safer. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. That's uh, that's an option. Yeah, I've heard of Stripe. I, that's been recommended before. So when I get to that point, I will I'll look into that. Thank you, Damien. So where can people find you and your art? Yeah, I'm online. So my website is mlhofer.com. -E and you can also find me on Instagram. My handle is at Michelle L. Hofer and Facebook as well. Well, thank you very much for being on the show and for sharing the way you use your Apple devices for, for your art and, and your business. Yeah, thanks, Damien. This was fun. So for the listeners, as usual, all the links will be in the show notes available at macpreneur.com for slash episode 15. And if you enjoy the show, please leave a rating or review by visiting macpreneur.com forward slash iTunes. If you have questions, if you want to leave a comment, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please visit macpreneur.com for slash contact. So that's it for today. And until next time, I'm Damien Spurs, wishing you a great day.